At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Philadelphia CityCast with Ryan Rothstein, presented by Bet Rivers. All right, welcome back. Philadelphia CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. How we doing, ladies and gents? I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein, at WiseRye on Twitter. Coming at you here, recording this on Thursday morning, August 25th, and it's a it's a beautiful day. Not literally, although it is literally a nice morning here in the Philadelphia area, but nice day because the Phillies get their third straight victory against the lowly Cincinnati Reds. As long as it's not the New York Mets, we don't have any problems, right, people? No Mets, no problems. I wish that was literally the case, but Phillies win 7-5, so the over 9 Caches. We gave that out also as one of our best bets, our uh, betting picks on yesterday's episode. We gave out over nine that hits. Uh, obviously, Philly's money line hits as well, as well as Philly's on the run line. They laid the one and a half on the run line for Wednesday night's matchup. Uh, they obviously cover that with the two-run victory. That was priced at minus 120. So money line, run line, and the over all come through for your Philadelphia Phillies. And it just seems like, I know it's not literally every button, but it just seems like every button that Rob Thompson has been pushing since June 1st is the right one. I mean, Wednesday night is a prime example. And listen, it's the Cincinnati Reds, all right? I'm well aware. But it doesn't mean we we can't give this team any credit. We can't give this interim manager, Rob Thompson, any credit, right? Like we, we still have to take away the positives, right? We still have to pick these positives up uh, and acknowledge the weight that they hold. All right. No, it's not the biggest deal in the world. It doesn't mean they're going to secure uh, a, a playoff spot simply because they've won three straight games against a really bad team. Uh, but what would be the discussion right now if it was three straight losses? I mean, it would be magnified. So, yeah, I know there's some of you out there saying, so what? Uh, but I don't think it's it's just something we should gloss over to that degree. And, and I say Wednesday was the prime example of just Rob Thompson pushing so many of the right buttons. The Phillies called up Christopher Sanchez. We talked a little bit about that on the episode yesterday, of course, from the Miners, and they gave him a, a spot start against the Reds Wednesday night. It was his first start since early July. And this wasn't the first time the Phillies 
did something like this, if you go all the way back to late May at City Field in New York, the Phillies brought up Bailey Falter, who we know pretty well at this point, from the minors for a similar reason. Those were some of the final days of what were uh, Joe Girardi's time, limited time, little did we know, as Phillies manager. And that's when everything was seemingly going wrong. Right? Sanchez, Wednesday, in just his fourth big league start, went six innings. Right? I mean, we, we talked about this on yesterday's episode. I said, man, if this guy can go three or four innings, right? I may have even joked, uh, you have to run the tape back saying, I don't know if he's going to get through two. And this is going to be a long bullpen type of game. Hopefully the bats take advantage and uh, do what they need to do. That was part of my reasoning in the over. Whatever, however it hits, however it gets there, I'm fine with it as long as we're on the right side of it, right? Uh, but Sanchez, he's not able to just go two innings. I mean, he goes six innings. He struck out seven batters. He only allowed six hits. He did not walk a single batter. He was able to go relatively deep into that game. He was able to give the bullpen a little bit of rest, gave the starters a little bit of rest, did an excellent job. Someone else that's, I'm not going to call him excellent, but uh, maybe it's the right word if we're comparing what he was doing for the majority of the season. How about Nick Castellanos seemingly coming alive here, hopefully for good at the right time. Uh, we gave out over one and a half hits for Wednesday night's matchup for Nick Castellanos. Priced at plus 190. He finishes the night with a couple of them. So that came in for us as well. Uh, Castellanos finishes with two hits. His best at bat of the night came in the first inning. He grounded into a double play, but he pushed uh, the starter, TJ Zook, to 10 pitches. He missed a three-run homer by just a, a foot or two uh, and an extra base hit by a foot or two. Uh, Phillies finished the night with 15 hits. They were 6-for-16 with runners in scoring position. Uh, and now Phillies go for the four-game sweep at home over the Cincinnati Reds team with Aaron Nola getting the start on Thursday night uh, for the for the series finale. Phils are looking for the four-game sweep over the second-worst team in the NL Central. And then on Friday, Phillies are rewarded with the NL Central's worst team in the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pirates come to town for a weekend series. Phils right now control that second NL wildcard spot by two games over the San Diego Padres. This schedule is certainly... Uh, we've talked about it. It's it's <laughs> it's on their side. It's beneficial. It's being kind to them right now. Starting pitchers are rested uh, and a little bit extra rested thanks to one lefty Christopher Sanchez. So good stuff there. Phillies money line, as I mentioned, heavy price yesterday at minus 265. It hits Phillies run line laying the one and a half hits and the over nine also hits uh i'm gonna give out the quick betting odds right now as it stands currently at the time of recording at bet rivers sportsbook here in pa for the thursday night finale between the phillies and the reds and then i want to get to some betting info as it pertains to our phillies so for thursday night with nola getting the ball the phillies are of course the heavy favorite now at minus 295 i mentioned minus 265 for last night's game uh almost minus 300 here for the Phillies just to win the game outright. Look at the run line. Uh, well, let me get to the Reds. Reds are plus 255 on the money line compared to uh, Phillies minus 295. The run line, the Reds getting the one and a half priced at plus 120. The Phillies laying the one and a half priced at minus 141. Total for this one as uh, it stands right now, at least set at eight and a half uh, minus 105 to the over minus 114 to the under we will of course as we always do throw out the full betting preview uh with a couple of betting picks that i have for you for this thursday night matchup coming off of a couple days where uh we've hit the nail on the head doesn't happen all the time but uh let's look at the phillies betting statistics right now uh through august 24th phillies are Two games up over that second wild card spot in the NL wild card race. They've played 124 games, 69 and 55 record. Uh, and I wanted to throw out where they ranked as far as 
money line profitability, money line return on your investment, as well as uh, where they stand on how they've come in on the on the total runs through their 124 games played thus far. So the best teams profitable for your money line bets to this point, Orioles, Mets, Dodgers, Braves, Cleveland, St. Louis, the Astros, and then your Phillies. So Phillies are in the top 10 right now for most profitable teams if you bet them on the money line, eighth most profitable to be exact. Not too shabby. They're also eighth best in all of Major League Baseball, which is pretty similar to um, the profitability. A little bit different ROI, obviously, but we're not going to hold the, a finance class here. I am not your professor, unless you want me to be. Uh, <laughs> Phillies are also tied, tied, not tied for eighth, but they are slightly ahead uh, for that eighth spot, eighth best for money line return on your investment. Cleveland's one, then the Mets. No, I'm sorry. Baltimore's one, then the Mets, then Cleveland, St. Louis, Atlanta, LA Dodgers, Astros, and then the Phillies. So uh, usual suspects there for the best return on your investment through 124 games for the Phillies. You look at the totals up to this point. Out of the 124, Phillies for the over 61 times the over has hit for the Phils. You look at most overs that have come through this season. Phillies have, uh, once again, their Mets are one, Kansas City's two, Milwaukee's three, Atlanta's four, Cincinnati's five, and then you have the Philadelphia Phillies. You actually have three teams tied with the Reds, all for 61 over caches. All right, so they're a top five team towards the over up to this point. Uh, so 61 overs, that would also equal 56 unders uh, with six pushes out of the 124. So uh, your Phillies in the top 10 for uh, money line best bets in all of Major League Baseball up to this point. You even look at the last 10 games and where the Phillies rank. Uh, you look at wins. They have six wins in their last 10 games. You look at money line profitability in their last 10. Um, nothing really special for the Phillies. They're right in the middle of the pack for uh, money line profit. Right in the middle of the pack as well for uh, money line return on your investment. But out of the last 10 games for the totals, Phillies are in the top five towards the over. So that trend continues even if you zoom in a little bit just to the last 10. Six of their 10 games, their last 10, I should say, have gone towards the over. So uh, just some stats that we don't always throw out. I wanted to uh, throw your way as it caught my eye as I was getting ready to uh, start recording this episode for you guys out there. If we look at some of the updated odds in the futures market, and as we always say in baseball, you're not going to see a ton of movement and change here day to day in the futures market. Phillies are still 35 to 1 at Bet Rivers to win the World Series. You look at their odds to win the National League and represent the NL in the World Series. Your Phillies are at 16 to 1. The favorite there is uh, still the Dodgers at plus 155, followed by the Mets at plus 235, followed by the Braves at plus 475. So two of the top three favorites to come out of the NL are right there in the NL East. As we all know, it's just been a gauntlet uh, for this NL East division with the Mets, Braves, and your Phillies now making some noise. So those are some of the uh, key category updates in the futures market. How about Bryce Harper? It's looking like, people, uh, we may get the Bryce Harper return as soon as Friday. And with his return inching closer and closer possibly in the next 24 hours we're going to get a little bit into on this episode is now the time that we should be betting any Phillies futures in particular before Bryce is back we'll get into that uh, as well should we jump on him now before Bryce returns and that would only be under the assumption this team plays continues to play well they have a favorable schedule 
and the infusion of Bryce Harper just in that clubhouse back in the lineup uh, is benefiting them and it can help catapult them uh, to really pile up some wins consecutively. If that would were to be the case, then now would be the time uh, to jump on the Phillies potentially if you haven't already. But we'll get a little bit more into that amongst some other topics in this episode as well as we're going to talk some some college football for the first time here. Let's really dive into it uh, for this upcoming season. When I say the first time, we're going to talk a little bit Big Ten football uh, and key in on Penn State. 11-11 eleven and 11 in their last two seasons, coming off a disappointing uh, season last year. Can they bounce back? We'll get into who's returning, what the Big Ten looks like. Uh, and their odds to win the Big Ten. We'll look at their season win total at Bet Rivers, amongst some other key categories. And then we'll get into some birds talk as well. Eagles were supposed to have another joint practice with the Miami Dolphins later today. That was canceled. And that news just relatively broke here not too long ago, early Thursday morning. Um, it's not COVID related, but the sort of official, unofficial report here is that the Miami Dolphins have canceled the session, quote, out of an abundance of caution as a result of a non-COVID illness. Eagles insiders are still waiting to hear a little bit more on Eagles practice and more about the cancellation after the Eagles solo practice. So uh, business as usual for the birds, but going to be a little bit different with uh, the Miami Dolphins deciding not to join them due to a non COVID illness. Uh, we'll get more information there and uh, uh, see what, what the news is down in Miami. So a lot to get to here on this Thursday edition of the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. All right, so before we get to Phillies Reds betting preview for Thursday night, which we'll get to in just a few minutes, I mentioned the Bryce's back conversation uh, regarding the Phillies and the futures market. And if now's maybe, you know, a good time to consider uh, looking into the Phillies to win the NL or to win the World Series with uh, Bryce Harper's return looking like it's going to come here uh, possibly as soon as Friday, maybe uh, if not Friday over over the weekend. I, I would say if it's not Friday, uh, that they would wait until after the Pirates series, maybe he joins the team on the road in Arizona, although that doesn't make a ton of sense. Maybe they wait until they come back, but that's an entire week. So, you know, I, I think Friday makes, you know, makes a, a lot of sense for Bryce Harper and his return uh, to the Phillies and back in the big leagues playing at Citizens Bank Park uh, with the big club. You look at what Harper's been able to do here over the past couple of days. Obviously, he's starting his rehab now uh, down with the AAA Lehigh Iron Pigs. And Tuesday night, Harper had three at-bats. He went two for three, two home runs, four RBIs. You look at Harper and his stat line on Wednesday. How about a walk-off double to give the Iron Pigs the victory uh, 6-5 victory in a rehab start. Harper uh, hit a double with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. Double scored two runs. Uh, he went three for five on the day with two doubles and two RBIs in his second straight rehab start. I mentioned what he did on Tuesday with two home runs and four RBIs in the 10-5 win uh, for the Iron Pigs there. The original plan was for Bryce Harper to remain in AAA until at least Saturday, something I sort of already alluded to. But uh, it's certainly looking more and more possible that the Phillies could be calling him up sooner. Uh, we talked about it on yesterday's episode. You know, you have guys like Gene Segura saying, bring him up already. What's he doing down there? He's hitting home runs for them. He should be hitting home runs for us. Uh, Phillies manager, interim manager, Rob Thompson, was asked about it. He discussed it a little bit after the game on Wednesday. He said, I haven't talked to him yet. I heard that he had another big night, so we'll need to talk to him and see where he's at. Bryce Harper hasn't played a game for your Philadelphia Phillies since June 25th. So we mentioned this favorable schedule right now for the Phillies. They have this game, obviously, later tonight, Thursday night, to close out the four-game uh, home series against the Reds with an opportunity 
to pull off the four-game sweep. Then they welcome in the Pittsburgh Pirates for three games. And you know, let's assume, for the sake of this conversation, that Bryce Harper makes his return on Friday. So you get Harper back, hopefully coming off a four-game sweep uh, for three more games at home against another bad team, the NL Central's worst in the Pittsburgh Pirates. Then you go out to Arizona for three games. Then you go out to San Francisco for three games. Then you have three games at home against the Marlins, three games at home against Washington. You go down to Miami for three games. Uh, and then some of the rest of the schedule also looks like a four-game series in Washington. Uh, so you have like 15 games there where you should be at the least you, know, you should be taking two of three against Pittsburgh, two of three against Miami, two of three against Washington, two of three against Miami again. Uh, those are four of their next five upcoming series against those teams with the possibility of Bryce Harper getting infused into this lineup. It, it really, it could be perfect timing. Uh, and, and if this Phillies team is able to rattle off some wins, they get that boost with Bryce Harper back in the clubhouse, uh, suited up in the in the batter's box, what could that do for this Phillies team? Uh, you look at their odds once again to win the NL 16-1, to to win the World Series 35-1. to I would say it's absolutely a smart play to look at the Phillies to either come out of the National League or if you want to go a little bit lofty and do a full-on long shot type of a play at 35-1 to one, the one to win the World Series. But I'll, I'll key in on 16-1 to one for the NL. This could be a situation where you're getting Harper back pretty much to start the month of Aug uh, to start the month of September, excuse me, as you're wrapping up the month of August. It could be a perfect storm of positivity here uh, with the way Harper's Swinging the bat, I know it's in AAA, but still, to have two homers, two doubles, another single, a walk, uh, he's he's making a statement. He is ready to come back to this Phillies ball club. I'm sure he is dying to come back. Uh, you know, when, when we have this conversation, we look at 16-1 to 1 for the National League. I, I don't know what the amount of wins over their next five series would have to be to drastically shift that number. Uh, but it's not it's not just over the next four or five series. We're basically talking about uh, pre-Harper and post-Harper as it relates to where they stand right now without him compared to where they can be with him uh, if all signs point to Harper pretty much ready to go. No real hindrance as far as the injury and his ability to make contact with the baseball. Uh, that is a massive, massive win and positive sign uh, for both Harper and the Phillies organization. So uh, why not look at the Phillies at 16-1 to right now before they possibly actually get Bryce Harper back in just the next 24 hours? It's going to be interesting. All right, Philadelphia City Cast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Give me the follow at WiseRye. We're going to look at uh, the game for tonight now. We'll give you the odds once again. I'll dissect the the matchup, the starting pitching matchup, uh, and then we'll get into some best bets and player props and updated odds for this Thursday night matchup before we switch gears and talk some college football and some birds right here on the Philadelphia CityCast. All right, so let's get to this betting preview here for the Phillies and Reds. Thursday night, the finale of the four-game series at Citizens Bank Park. In Philadelphia, uh, Phillies are your heavy betting favorite. Just to reiterate, minus 295, the Phillies are on the money line. The Reds at plus 255 as the uh, big road dog run line. Reds getting the one and a half priced at plus 120. Phillies laying the one and a half priced at minus 141. The total set at eight and a half. The red, uh, not the Reds, excuse me, uh, the over for the eight and a half uh, priced at minus 105. The under priced at minus 114 before I give you my thoughts uh, and some of my picks from the betting perspective here. Let's just uh, do a good old-fashioned preview for this one uh, as the Reds now with a record of 48-74. and 74, They've given up 14 runs here over the past couple of games. They haven't won a game since Sunday uh, where the offense had to score nine runs and you know the Phillies have been pushing these totals 
over against the Reds without the Reds doing a ton offensively. I mean, yeah, it's not like the Phillies are limiting them to one or two, but uh, not any big type of breakout games from the Reds offensively. So uh, now you have Aaron Nola on the hill for the Phils where, uh, yeah, Nola in his last start did give up eight hits and five runs going five innings. That was also against the New York Mets, where in a start just five, six days prior to that against that same New York Mets team, uh, he was brilliant going eight innings, only allowing, I think, one earned run in a one nothing loss to the Mets. So you can't look too much into that outing. Uh, but the way this offense has been going here, particularly in this series against the Reds, gives me plenty of confidence that that trend is going to continue for the Phils, and that will be enough to push this total uh, over the eight and a half. But uh, on the mound for the Reds on Thursday is Justin Dunn with a record of one and one, an ERA of over six. Uh, his last star came against the Pittsburgh Pirates, where he went five innings, giving up three hits and only one run. But once again, that is against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Aaron Nola uh, has a record of 8-10 and 10 on the season. He has an ERA of 3.25. Phillies, for what it's worth, are 8-1 and one in their last nine games that have been played on Thursday. The Overs also 6-1 and one in the Reds' last seven road games. Uh, and it's 12-3-1, the Over is, in Nola's last 16 home starts. I'll say that again. In Nola's last 16 home starts, the Over is has hit 12 times with one push in there as well. I, I expect the bats to continue to be scorching hot for the fills against this bad Reds team. You have Nola on the mound, so I'm taking the over at eight and a half. And as far as, far as a player prop play, say that three times fast, is concerned. I'm really tempted to look at Nick Castellanos again. That's what uh, helped us hit another winner on Wednesday night during our episode on Wednesday. We gave out Nick Castellanos over one and a half hits. I was tempted to do that again. Uh, Casti has been hitting the ball well, seeing the ball well against a bad Reds team. Certainly can expect that trend to continue. Uh, you look at some of the options for Castellanos to get a double in the game, plus 360, uh, to get a single in the game, minus 106, and just to get on base, not just to get on base, but just to get a hit. Doesn't matter if it's a single, double, triple home run. Uh, for Castellanos, just to get a hit, one or more over a half, minus 286. Obviously, don't like that number. So I, I decided to stay away because of Aaron Nola. <laughs> you look at what Aaron Nola has been able to do this season, and particularly as of late, he is one of the best strikeout pitchers, not just in, in the National League, in all of Major League Baseball. This guy has been dealing. Uh, he's in the top five to six in all of Major League Baseball with total strikeouts on the season. Uh, and, you know, and, and I talked about this previewing his last start where he didn't look great. He only went five innings against the Mets, that Mets team. Uh, just what six days ago August 19th five innings pitched eight hits five runs five earned a home run a walk nine strikeouts for that game one of my best bets was take the over six and a half strikeouts for Aaron, Aaron Nola and you were getting it priced at even money you look at Nola's last 11 starts now all right nine of his last 11 starts no, excuse me, eight of his last 11 starts, Aaron Nola has gone over the six and a half strikeout mark. Well, it's seven and a half for this one. Still, that statistic still applies. He has games of 9Ks, 8Ks, 8Ks, 10Ks, 8Ks, 10Ks, uh, just to name a few. Uh, and he's been doing it all season long, not just in the last 10 starts, but it has been a trend not just all season, but uh, as well as recently. That's why it's worth noting what he's done in his last 10, 11 starts there. So I'm taking the over Aaron Nola strikeout set at seven and a half. The overs priced at minus 115, as well as the under also priced at minus 115. But those are my two best bets. Um, not going with an offensive player prop, if you will, but going with the total Ks for one Aaron Nola 
to couple that with the over on the total runs for the game on Thursday night. First pitch scheduled uh, to get underway at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. Should be a beautiful night in Philadelphia as the Phils are looking for the four-game sweep. This is where I, I feel like recently... I've said it. I'm not going to be a hypocrite here. Recently, the Phillies have been winning series, winning games that they should win against lesser opponents, right? And they've already gotten the series W here, taking the first three straight games in this four-game set. My point of getting this, uh, getting this out there, get the four-game sweep. Right? You, you've gotten this far. It, it's just it leaves a little sour taste in your mouth when you have an opportunity to pull off a four-game sweep against a really bad team that you've taken care of business against. You have Aaron Nola getting the ball. There is absolutely zero excuse for the Phillies to lose this game, right? Just do what you're expected to do here. Keep swinging the bats the way you've been swinging them. Let, let Mr. Nola go out there and do his thing, and the Phillies should not only come out victorious, they should also cover that run line, which was tempting to me, but I didn't love the price. Laying the one and a half priced at minus 141, they, should, they uh, should still cover that, and the over eight and a half will certainly hit as well. All right, so let's step away from the baseball diamond here. Let's uh, talk some gridiron. And no, we're not going to dissect the Eagles' practice down in Miami as they get ready for their third and final preseason game. Sorry to disappoint you, but uh, what I want to do here is spend a few minutes looking at the division, looking at the NFC East. Some call it the NFC least. I don't think it's least worthy this season, but we can tie that into the discussion. And uh, I'm focusing in on all four teams in the division and their win totals. All right, so we're just going to do a quick preview for each team. I'll give you, you know, my thoughts on what their season last year and that impact, how much should we take away from that uh, from last year, what their record was, of course, just a refresher on that. We'll look at their uh, season win total and what it's at at Bet River Sportsbook. We'll look at the prices, of course, for both the over and the under. I'll give you my thoughts on which way I'm leaning with for Dallas, New York, Washington, and of course, our Philadelphia Eagles. So let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. All right, America's favorite soap opera. Uh, you look at their win total right now at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. It's set at 10, right on the nose. Usually it's nine and a half, ten and a half. Right now we got it right at 10 at Bet Rivers Sportsbook here in PA with the over 10 wins priced at even money plus 100. The under 10 priced at minus 121. Cowboys are coming off of an impressive season where uh, they finished with 12 wins, going 12 and 5 in the first 17 game season, dominated the NFC least. Right? Six game sweep. I, that is rare, does not do that justice. Right? Because if you listen to the City Guest, we talk a lot about uh, how it's always a gauntlet, how the division is always tough to get two wins against New York, against Washington, against Dallas. Well, yeah, you have to, man, it pains me to say this, but you have to give the Cowboys a little bit of credit uh, because it's tough to get six wins in division in this NFC East. It's tough in any division, right? But uh, for what we know here, we know it's always challenging to go into Dallas and get a win, do the same thing on your home field, uh, and so on and so on. So the Cowboys, uh, I don't want to say are overlooked here certainly not the case they're still the betting favorite to win the division at bet rivers at plus 125 there's going to be plenty of public support as there always is behind the dallas cowboys um and this is a year where they lost their number two wide out wide receiver in amari cooper which is a huge deal because having amari cooper on the other side of cd lamb you look at the backfield that the Cowboys had, particularly last year, although it's the same backfield that's returning uh, in Zeke and Tony Pollard. Listen, Tony Pollard has become 1A, and I'm curious to see how much of a separation Tony Pollard's really going to be this upcoming season uh, compared to Zeke's role in the backfield. But Elliott, we all talk about how he's uh, has been rushed for over 1,000 yards, rushed for 10 touchdowns last season, uh, and Tony Pollard certainly looked good as his backup, but it was really 
1A, 1B. So they don't have Cooper. They still have top wide out C.D. Lamb. Uh, and Dalton Schultz, their tight end, he's become, uh, I don't want to say a household name, but he's become a legitimate option for Dak Prescott uh, up the middle to his tight end there in Schultz. So the Cowboys, they're a little bit weaker on paper. They were a disappointment, as they always are, in the postseason. They lost 23-17 uh, to the San Francisco 49ers. This year is going to fall heavily on the shoulders of Dak Prescott. And we always, in talking about any NFL team, we always make that out to be the case because it is there is some truth to that, of course, that depending on how good your quarterback is, this is why you tune in. I bring the, the, the elite knowledge, depending on how good your quarterback is, that's how good your team is. But my point here is for Dallas to shut up any of the critics out there that are saying, well, you know, they lost Amari Cooper, Mike McCarthy's an idiot. This is going to be a year where they go through some turmoil, possibly move on from McCarthy, have a down season. Elliot's officially going to show signs of taking that step back in his downward decline. Right? Like, There's a lot of ways that you can go with this. Dak's going to have to be even better than he was last year where he started out the gate scorching hot. He finished the year with 37 touchdowns. Uh, and this offense, this Dallas Cowboys offense, was the number one offense, led the league last year in total offense, averaging over 400 yards per game, 407 to be exact. They scored over 31 points per game. Uh, so you look at those numbers, and despite a couple of losses, uh, it's still a dangerous team, especially – if you're the defensive coordinator prepping for this Dallas Cowboys offense led by Dak Prescott uh, leading up to Sunday, week, week in and week out. Cowboys have the best quarterback in the division. They may have the worst head coach. <laughs> Cowboys, as we all are well aware here in Philly, have not won a Super Bowl since 1995. Uh, so, of, I don't want to say a lot of uncertainty, but you certainly could see this Cowboys team uh, coming off of a 12-5 and five year, coming off of a year where they swept the division uh, in New York, Philly, and Washington, coming off of a year where they were number one in total offense in all of the NFL, where maybe they only win seven, eight, or nine games, right? And that would certainly be a big step back uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Prescott's going to have to not just replicate his 2021 numbers, uh, he's going to have to improve upon his 2021 numbers. And like I've been saying, that is all with a weaker supporting uh, cast lining up alongside Dak. So uh, this spotlight is going to be all over Mike McCarthy. It's going to be all over Jerry Jones, which is exactly what Jerry likes to see and what he demands is that spotlight being exactly on him. So uh, this is not a number that I anticipate going over. Uh, I certainly would not bet the over. I would never bet an over on a Dallas Cowboys uh, season win total anyway. But to put my objective cap on here, uh, I would say the Cowboys take a step back in this upcoming NFL season and the under 10 is... Uh, I, I think the realistic outcome and prediction that we can uh, come to right now as it stands on August 25th. So the under 10 for the Dallas Cowboys priced at minus 121 uh, at Bet Rivers Sportsbook here in PA. Let's let's go to the New York football giants. All right. And this is a team uh, that I think many are deeming had a, success, a successful offseason by hiring Brian Dable as their head coach. Uh, Bill's former offensive coordinator. Now the entire Giants organization uh, has a new era with Gable leading the charge as the new head coach. And you talk about, uh, we come off talking about the Dallas Cowboys where they have the best quarterback in the division on paper. They have that consistent, proven variable at quarterback in Dak Prescott. Not so much the case for the New York Giants. Uh, they're going to look to get some legitimate final answers to questions surrounding Daniel Jones. And he's already been in this league for three years. All right. Jones has a record of 12 and 25. That ain't cutting it in New York. 
That is not cutting it. He certainly hasn't gotten the best hand that uh, you could get dealt as a young quarterback entering this league. Uh, but that's that's how it goes, right? The elite quarterbacks separate themselves. I know he hasn't had the best help, but his development has certainly been hindered by an atrocious, abysmal offensive line, injuries to uh, key players, i.e. Saquon Barkley, who was at the time when Daniel Jones was drafted uh, among the best in all of the NFL when healthy. You look at last season, Jones passed for 24 touchdowns with 12 interceptions. Uh, no, that was his rookie year. Then he went to 21 touchdowns and 17 picks in the last two straight seasons. Uh, so they're going to look to get some answers there. You look at the New York Giants and their win total right now at Bet Rivers Sportsbook set at seven and a half. You look at the over priced at plus 123 with the under priced at minus 150. Would I be shocked if the Giants overachieve a little bit this year with this roster in a division that I don't think is as bad as some people make it out to be, but I'm not going to sit here and say it's elite and it's like a gauntlet as far as contenders and playoff teams. No, it's certainly not the case. Uh, so would I be shocked if the Giants got to eight wins? No, absolutely not. Uh, but it would be a huge step, right? Last year, the Giants finished four and 13, right? So for us to sit here and say, yeah, you know what? You know, this year, new head coach with Daniel Jones, all those question marks, they're going to go from four and 13 to eight and nine. <sighs> I can't see it. You look at their previous seasons, it's, it's been bad. Six and 10, four and 12, five and 11 to go along with the four and 13 record most recently in 2021. I, I would lean with the under. Uh, smart money says that the over is the right play. Uh, at over seven and a half, priced at plus 123. You're getting a decent price there as well. I, I just think it's a little bit of a of a big jump. It's too big of a jump for me to go on record and say, yeah, they're going to improve those records of four and 13, six and 10, four and 12, and five and 11 to get to at least eight and nine or better. I, I, I can't do it. I, I think they're going to be close. Uh, that's a bet that if I'm saying play or stay away, I would stay away from it because I think they're going to be right in that six to eight range, eight being their ceiling with the win total at seven and a half. Uh, it's a stay away for me. Uh, and with that line of thinking, that would mean the New York Giants probably aren't going to be in contention to win this division uh, with five, six, or even seven wins, right? All right, let's move on here a little bit. And let's, uh, before we go to the Eagles, which is what we all want to get to, of course. Let's look at the Commanders. Still a terrible name. But Washington and their win total right now at Bet Rivers, also at 7.5. The prices are what separate them from the New York Giants. The over 7.5 for Washington priced at minus 134 compared to the New York Giants being priced at plus 123 for the over. The under for Washington priced at plus 110. Uh, and the under for New York, as we mentioned, priced at minus 150, third year in the Ron Rivera era for Washington, first year with the Carson Wentz era in Washington. Uh, can this duo of quarterback and head coach get on the same page to take this team to the next level? You look at this time last year, there was, there was a lot of hype and optimism for Washington. When I say a lot of hype, I'm not saying Super Bowl team, but... Uh, a team that many thought could compete to win that division, uh, the NFC East, and it just it didn't pan, pan out to be the case. They've been a sub-500 team now five years in a row, uh, and they haven't won a playoff game since 2005. You also look at all of the scandal surrounding this organization led by their owner, Dan Snyder. You never know what headline is going to drop next as it relates to this Washington Commanders team, they're a middle-of-the-road team. Like, I look at Washington, and as much as we all enjoy hating on Carson Wentz, you look at Washington uh, and what he did last year, 27 touchdowns, only seven interceptions. Like, you look at his stat line, and I know this narrative is discussed a lot, regardless of where you turn to. Uh, this is a, a more-than-capable quarterback. I mean, Carson Wentz, 
I think it's pretty safe to say, at least right now, I know plenty of Philly fans are, are going to vastly disagree with this. He's probably the second best quarterback in this division. Right. So, and if he can just win that locker room over enough where it's not turmoil and it's not a dysfunctional locker room and Carson Wentz can repeat his performance of last season, this is a Washington team that's certainly capable of winning eight or nine games with their win total set at seven and a half. There's a reason why it's shaded to minus 134 to the over. Uh, you also look at how they open up the season. They open up against Jacksonville and Detroit. Uh, they have an opportunity to you know, possibly get out to a 2-0 start. They also uh, have a schedule that includes the Bears, the Falcons, and the Texans. Uh, so their schedule is more favorable than it was to them last year, uh, especially if we were previewing it this time last year. So uh, I would actually lean towards the over slightly with Washington. I'm not sitting here saying they're going to win the division, uh, but I, I certainly like the over for Washington seven and a half much more than I do for the New York football giants. That's just too big of a leap for me. Washington had a disappointing year last year. You bring in Carson Wentz, you get a little bit healthier. Uh, I certainly can see a few different paths to the commanders getting above that seven and a half win threshold. All right, let's go to the Eagles and their win total, as we've discussed a lot here throughout different episodes over the summer. Eagles win total right now at Bet River Sportsbook set at nine and a half with the over uh, priced at minus 150, the under priced at plus 123. Uh, and it's not necessary for me to give the type of synopsis that I gave to uh, the other three teams because we all know what we're dealing with here for the most part with the birds. But we all know Coach Nick Sirianni overachieved in year one as head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. Throughout the playbook, uh, after a complete fail, hashtag epic fail in the first two months, posting a record in their first nine games of three and six, and then they finish out the year with a six and two record, certainly a beneficiary of a favorable schedule there down the stretch, but end up going nine and eight end up with a playoff appearance against the GOAT Tom Brady, ended up being a blowout loss to the GOAT Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. but it was certainly uh, playing with house money, we're just happy to be here type of situation. Now you look at all of the areas of need that Howie Roseman and this Eagles front office and organization addressed throughout the offseason, that equals the hype that we are hearing and getting surrounding this Eagles team. So was the soft schedule and 6-2 and two record from mid-November to early January something that we should carry over and hold legitimate weight to that as we start to factor in and preview and assess this upcoming NFL season? Eagles got the break speed off them in both their games against the Cowboys, who, by the way, crushed Philadelphia by an average of over 22 points a game in their two meetings. We mentioned the Cowboys undefeated record against the NFC East. That obviously needs to change. They need to figure out a way to get a win, if not two, against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and they have to figure out all the talk's going to be, be on Jalen Hurts, all the pressure, uh, magnifying glass. What is this offense going to look like? Is Jalen the guy? Is he the franchise guy moving forward? All of those are fair and important conversations. But this defense is the X factor. What can Jonathan Gannon do now in year two as defensive coordinator? Uh, can he get this defense from a bad one? Let's just keep it real. Last year, this team got carved up against any decent quarterback, any decent offense. Can he improve that defense? And he certainly has the tools in his toolbox to do so. I say yes. Uh, don't say it with a ton of confidence. I talked about uh, this a lot, both on this podcast as well as uh, being a guest on a variety of other shows certainly not a play i'm giving out but this is a little bit different of an exercise we're conducting here on this episode um, I, I do lean towards the eagles figuring out a way to get over the nine and a half it's not a bet i've made it's not a bet i'm looking to make especially with the price towards that over nine and a half priced at minus 150 uh, but it's going to come down to the eagles and cowboys and it goes back to the point of the Eagles' struggles last year against Dallas. They're going to have to figure out a way 
to win that series, uh, that season two game series, I guess you can call it matchup against the Dallas Cowboys that can and should end up being the difference in who takes home the NFC East crown. All right. Thank you all once again for tuning in to another edition of the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I've been your host, Ryan Rothstein, at WiseRye on Twitter, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. You can find links to all of the podcast platforms we're available to you, as well as each and every link for all the individual episodes we put out throughout the week. Uh, so just give me the follow there, and then you can... Uh, subscribe to the Philadelphia City Cast on your favorite podcast platform. Phillies and Reds kick off uh, tonight their fourth and final game of the four-game set at Citizens Bank Park. Just to recap, we're taking the over eight and a half on uh, the total for the runs in the game, uh, priced at minus one hundred five. We're also going with the over seven and a half strikeouts for Aaron Nola. Uh, the over priced at minus one fifteen. Uh, also had a lot of fun talking about the Phillies' futures with uh, the anticipation of the MVP, Bryce Harper, returning hopefully sooner than later after his huge 48 hours down in AAA Lehigh for the Iron Pigs in the Phillies organization. So uh, we'll keep a close eye on that story, obviously. Uh, and then we had some fun talking win totals for each and every team in the NFC East. I did want to uh, talk some Penn State football and Big Ten football, but uh, with the time that we've spent on everything else on this episode, we are going to get into the Big Ten and best bets and season outlook for the Penn State Nittany Lions on the next episode. So if you wanted to catch some of that, uh, just be on the lookout for the next episode dropping tomorrow uh, where we get into some more college football and Penn State talk. So until then, everyone, thank you as always for tuning in to another edition of the CityCast. Best of luck on your bets. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll see you next time. Peace. Kick off football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for all football-related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, BetRivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and back your favorite players with BetRivers. It's a whole new game. Presented by Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.